Hey, welcome to another episode of Fast Forward, a podcast from QSR Magazine. My name is Sam Okus. I'm the editor of QSR and the editorial director of Food News Media. Now, in the spirit of 2020, uh, this week we are making something of a pivot with Fast Forward and doing something just a little bit different. Uh, You know, as you can probably tell by now, we're trying some new approaches to the content that we're doing through this podcast. Um, Last month, we brought you our first ever podcast event in Restaurantology, which was a a five-day series in partnership with Savory Fund that offered emerging restaurant operators a blueprint for navigating the pandemic and finding the right investment partners. If you haven't checked that series, out yet, I I really highly recommend you scroll back into the archives and give each of those episodes a a thorough listen. I know I've been getting some really awesome feedback about Restaurantology, and I'm sure you will get a lot out of it if you haven't listened to those episodes yet. Now, similarly to Restaurantology, this week we are doing a daily series of episodes all week long, but this time we are doing a deep dive into just one company, Wingstop. That's right, friends. This week is Wingstop Week. Now, if you're a subscriber to QSR, you will know that I wrote a cover feature for our November-December issue that explored how Wingstop was set up for success before the pandemic, uh, the incredible success it's had throughout 2020, and the plans that it has to become a top 10 global restaurant company. Mind you, this is a brand that enjoyed same-store sales gains of over 25% in the third quarter and that has opened about 100 restaurants in 2020 in the middle of a global crisis. Clearly, Wingstop has an incredible story to tell about how it has gotten to this point. And it was such a pleasure to work on that story and to chat with Wingstop's entire executive team as part of it. I highly recommend you go check that feature out. Um, go to qsrmagazine.com Wingstop to read the full piece. Again, I got a deep dive into the entire executive suite to get a full picture of how Wingstop was really set up before the pandemic for being able to withstand all of the challenges that this season has thrown at it. Now, as a bonus extension to that cover story and to really drive home just how impressive this company's performance has been in 2020, this week I'm going to share five of the interviews I did with their executives for that story, specifically highlighting some of the areas in which I think Wingstop is really innovating. Uh, so, for example, I will share my conversation with Stacy Peterson, Wingstop's chief technology officer. You probably know all about how Wingstop is using technology to really thrive in this crisis. I'll share my conversation with Donnie Upshaw, the company senior VP of people and the man largely responsible for the company's really impressive culture. Uh, There will be a conversation with Nicholas Boudet, who is the president of International and the man who's, you know, in charge of steering the company's next phase of growth, which is really going to be focused on international expansion. And of course, there's Charlie Morrison. He is the CEO of Wingstop and the architect behind this incredible success. I will share my interview with him at the end of the week on Friday to wrap up Wingstop Week. First up, though, today I'm sharing my conversation with Christina Clark. She is Wingstop's chief marketing officer. If you know anything about Wingstop, you know it's really carved an incredible niche for itself within the wings industry and within the QSR industry. Uh, And Christina is responsible for shaping that brand persona in the public eye. Of course, she's been also tasked with communicating to the public just how Wingstop is responding to the COVID crisis and finding ways to fit into customers' lifestyles in this highly unusual year, to put it lightly. 
Before I jump into that conversation with Christina, as always, go to qsrmagazine.com for all the news and insights you need on the QSR and fast casual restaurant industries. And please feel free to email me anytime you want to talk or share your perspective. Um, Also, please feel free to send any feedback you have on this podcast. Let me know what you think about some of these changes that we've made to fast forward, some of these things we're trying with our content. Let me know if you've enjoyed it, if you get value out of it, or, or just anything you want to talk about at all. Please feel free to reach out to me, Sam at qsrmagazine.com. Okay, I am hereby kicking off Wingstop Week with my interview with CMO Christina Clark. Uh, Christina's been with Wingstop for about two years now, and she was previously with PepsiCo for about 12 years. I I started by asking her about taking the job at Wingstop and what originally appealed to her about the company. I have a deep, deep love of food. In fact, everything I've ever touched has been oriented towards food and food that brings people together or that they enjoy. So I've never done frozen peas or anything like that. Um, But uh, there was really three things that were attractive to me from a Wingstop perspective. And, and they were three things that I had identified years ago um, in terms of this is what I would leave PepsiCo for, right. Versus running to, or running from something, running to something. Um, One is I wanted a growing brand. I wanted one that was on an early stage of a life cycle. Um, two, really wanted it to be global and to have um, the global connection. And three, um, it had to be fun. And it had to be a brand that was going to be a great time and that you were going to enjoy being a part of. And uh, Wingstop hit all three of those. And I got lucky. It happened to be in Dallas. Yeah. What was the state of Wingstop's marketing when you arrived? And what were some of the things that you felt like at that time maybe needed to change? What was sort of the the first signature touch you brought to Wingstop's marketing? So right as I arrived, um, they were in the middle of an agency review and it just awarded the national creative to Leo Burnett. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had a complete reset across local agency, national agency, Um, And for us, it was about establishing the right processes and the right strategy for everybody to hit the ground running um, because there was a lot of onboarding, right? A lot of new agency onboarding happening. Um, And for us, it was how do you quickly establish trust, build those relationships and start moving like a high performing team as quickly as possible? Um, Because we, you know, you just don't have the time to have, you know, a a year long ramp up um, with agencies. Mm-hmm. So with Wings in particular, I'm thinking about just how Wings have historically been marketed um, in America. I think there's very much this notion of Wings being uh, affiliated with sports. Um, so, you know, sit and watch the game, have Wings and a beer. Um, also, obviously, they're very much being um, an association to group occasions. Um was that something that Wingstop you felt like you should continue to lean into or just, you know, looking at what Wingstop's core product is being wings? I mean, how do you, what did you feel like the right way to take that to the American public really was? Yeah, I think, uh, so it's interesting. We love any time people get together and certainly sports is, is one of those moments that pulls people together. Um, so is dinner on a weeknight. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things for us was about how we continue to position wings as an option for center of plate. Um, And I think we've done a really good job of that as we talk about uh, not only wings, but boneless wings, tenders. We bring out our variety. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been a really big focus um, in terms of, you know, we're one of the foods 
um, that are available today. In fact, there I can't think of another that is not only incredibly social at its core, um, like wings are, but also incredibly individualized at the same time, meaning um, what type of wings do you want? What flavor do you want? And how do you even want them cooked? Do you want them well done? Um, do you want all flats? Do you want them boneless? Do you want them tenders? Do you want them extra sauced? Um, and so you get this really unique balance of being highly individualized and highly social at the same time. Mm -hmm. So another component of that, uh, even before the pandemic for Wingstop was this idea that it was very easy to do off premises and very easy to deliver. And I think Wingstop, you know, with the exception of maybe Domino's, you guys are really second to none in terms of creating this very robust um, technology, you know, technological um, company that can facilitate very easy off premises dining and I, I'm just wondering if that's something you wanted to include in your message. Is this something where you push the idea of this great food product easily a, a, achievable in your home? Is that something that you wanted to include in messaging? And if so, how did you do that? Oh, absolutely. In fact, we had filmed our commercials, to, um, you know, in 20, gosh, that would have been late 2019 that aired this year. And they were anchored around the storytelling around uh, online ordering Mm -hmm. delivery and bringing families together with variety. And so those were the three messages that we had already um, had incorporated in. So it didn't, you know, we pivoted a little bit on messaging, but for the most part, we were already pretty consistent and stayed on strategy. Mm -hmm. A lot of that experience then of course became kind of diversified. I mean, you know, with all of these innovations has become this idea that there are many different platforms via which you can do, you can order food. I mean, I mean, even you guys, I think had, you know, the Facebook bot and, you know, of course, then you have like DoorDash and, and companies mm -hmm. like that. What's, how do you create maybe like this consistent messaging across all of this variety of ways to order Wingstop so that it can, you know, it doesn't start to feel a little bit out of control? No, I think it's it starts with the guests first, right? And their experience, because what you're not trying to do is reteach them or have them learn mm -hmm. um, something new. And it's got to be authentic to that platform that it sits on, right? Mm -hmm. So if I think of um, back with Alexa, right? Like how does, how does it integrate into that platform and how guests are used to using that, that mechanism to begin with? Um, but you're mm -hmm. right, it needs to be on brand and it needs to be consistent. Um, so that it's easy. And I think that's the biggest thing is staying, you know, authentic to who we are and staying, um, you know, guest forward as well. Mm -hmm. All right. So we, we come now to March 2020. Um, yeah, I have to imagine you guys were getting up for gearing up for a big March Madness push, right? It, I mean, what was the state of things at Wingstop right when COVID hit? Uh, well, certainly March Madness is a great event. Right. It does bring people together. So one that uh, that we look forward to. Um, but we were able to pretty easily pivot quickly because uh, while sports are fantastic, sports, as I mentioned before, um, isn't the the only times in which we bring people together. Mm -hmm. uh, so we quickly pivoted. Um, we saw where the eyeballs were going. Right. Where guests were going. They were going to streaming. Mm -hmm. um, they were going to digital online um you know, activities. And that's exactly where we moved our messaging to and, and made some minor modifications to make sure, um, you know, that delivery was coming through loud and clear as it, as it was originally intended. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, when we brought in free delivery, knowing that, you know, guests weren't leaving their home and how do we make this easier? Um, you know, that was really the, the communication that we ended up changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny how, um, I, I, I'm, I have this sort of mentality of like, I hate every social media platform except for Instagram. It's like the one that I feel like I can hold on to because it helps me like keep connected with friends. But I, I, I've soured to so many other ones. But when the pandemic hit, it was just like I got sucked back into social media because it suddenly became very much my virtual community. Um, mm. is, was there a way that you could be a part of that community for people without it feeling intrusive? Yeah, absolutely. I think we were, um, you know, looking and we're a part of different events that were happening. Um, you know, a couple of things that, that come to mind are, uh, you know, we knew festivals were being canceled, um, music that usually brings people together and events that pull people together. So we obviously renamed um, and went after uh, National Chicken Wing Day as Wingstop Wing Day and did 24 hours of live music festival mm -hmm. um, through DJs that that were pushed through multiple platforms. Um, and they were just ways to bring guests together and to, and to you know, be authentic and make it a fun day um, mm -hmm. when so many things had been canceled. Uh, so obviously at the beginning of the pandemic, especially, um, there was just so much uncertainty. And one of the interesting things I think about that time was that, um, especially in those first maybe, you know, three, four weeks, um, you know, in that period I was saying before, it's kind of like a whiplash. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a lot of uncertainty, especially around whether or not food service was contributing to the spread. And I think that's why a lot of companies saw such a sharp drop. Um, and so there was this, you know, March, April, this real need to for, for restaurant brands to, I think, regain customer trust and, you know, talk to the customer in a way that maybe they hadn't before. It had to be, it seemed to me it just had to be a little bit more, you know, humanized and recognizing sort of the anxiety that was going on around that time. Did, did you feel like there was a, a need for Wingstop to adjust its messaging at that time to try, you know, to build some of that trust back? You know, and that, that's, um, that's what's interesting. Where, whereas there were other brands that were talking about, um, you know, we cook our food to a certain amount of degrees, right, to basically, uh, you know, help reinforce the, the lack of germ spreading. We didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, we focused on the accessibility and the variety because we believed that we had already established the trust with our guests around cleanliness, around food safety, around um, the basic fundamentals of our business that have never changed over 26 years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we cook food fresh. We always have. We hand cut our French fries. We always have. And so we just stayed on message with uh, with the brand itself versus feeling the need to adjust our communication. Um, mm -hmm. because we weren't changing our, our, our procedures, we were just enhancing, you know, the, what we had already established. Mm -hmm. Was that the same too, with the messaging around some of those off-premises opportunities? I mean, it, the last six months have been just insane in, in regards to, you know, everybody, you know, moving into the digital sphere and ordering their food in the digital sphere. I, I would imagine that could have been seen as an opportunity for you guys to especially push the opportunity to order Wingstop digitally. Did you, did you see that opportunity, try to jump on that? We, we did, and we had already had our ads created for that. Um, mm -hmm. We'd already established that as a key, you know, uh, we talked about accessibility and variety as two key strategies for us. 
um, you know, moving in with digital being a huge component of that, delivery being a huge component of that in terms of being accessible and variety, talking about boneless, mm-hmm. um, right, and our 11 flavors. Um, and those were part of the content that we um, had already readied and uh, were already on air with. And so we made some minor modifications, the biggest, you know, being more in terms of making sure we were showing up where guests were. Um, and where they were headed, uh, not necessarily where we where they were supposed to have been pre-COVID, right? And so we made some very fast switches um, and were able to uh, ensure that our, our media messaging were lined up um, tight. Mm-hmm. One of the really interesting byproducts of the last six months has also been the rise in uh, virtual brands and, um, you know, a lot of even existing restaurants that are spinning off like new concepts out of their kitchens. And it really seems like the number one thing a lot of people are, are launching is wings concepts. Um, I think, you know, I suspect a lot of these companies see wings as maybe a, a low hanging fruit. Um, maybe they see it as just something that they can pull off, um, you know, via d- delivery delivery or whatever that might be. But um, with all of that, of course, suddenly there's just a vast amount of wings opportunities out there, vast amounts of wings brands. Um, If I pull up, you know, DoorDash or whatever, there's going to be a lot of Mm -hmm. options. Do you, I mean, Wingstop obviously is, is the 800 pound gorilla in this industry, but do you feel like you need to sort of protect your territory in some sort of way with all of this competition that has suddenly rushed to the market? I, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Um, you know, when you see things pop up, um, that come up, but we still believe that we're in a category of one mm-hmm. and still very unique because the, what we've been doing for the past 26 years, there's still a lot of consistency. Um, we still cook to order. We still hand cut fries. We still sauce and toss. Um, right. There's, uh, you know, we just take a lot of pride in the quality and the authenticity of the brand. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we will continue to be rewarded by our guests uh, who value and appreciate that level of quality and, uh, and, and, and product experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, uh, you know, with everybody going to the virtual, virtual sphere, I, I think this has kind of been one of those things that has ultimately been a very much a positive for the restaurant industry, which is with the, you know, so many new people, um, turning to digital platforms to order food. Um, suddenly there's also an opportunity to know so much more about your customers. Um, and is, is, is that something that you're thinking about with, you know, more people ordering from Wingstop from their phone or just, or, or doing that digitally, there's so much more you can know about them. And I, and I imagine then you can really turn that into learnings for marketing and for, you know, pushing things to certain customers based on their, you know, um, their, their order, uh, history and, and their preferences. Is that all, has that all evolved in this season? Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's the one beautiful thing from a, you know, from digital ordering, as you mentioned, um, it allows us to understand our guests and behaviors, you know, even more that we can be that much more refined and be that much more guest forward, which is ultimately what we would want to want to do. Um, I think we're just starting to scratch the surface from a, if I think of it from a CRM perspective, um, you know, how do we begin to, to really, um, you know, leverage that learning to, as I mentioned, to be that much more guest forward and anticipate, you know, um, needs even more. Uh, but I think, you know, as we begin to see uh, new guests coming in, you know, returning guests coming back, it just helps, uh, you know, make us that much more, that much smarter. 
One of the fascinating um, aspects of Wingstop, this idea that, you know, Wingstop was set up so well for what the pandemic forced upon the restaurant industry. So whereas you saw a lot of restaurants, you know, needing to make these quick pivots, um, you know, Wingstop was so set up well for what the pandemic presented and you're going to be so, so well set up for whatever comes next. And, and, you know, from what I'm hearing from you, there's just, it's been a lot of consistency even through the pandemic. Has anything changed? I mean, have you learned anything from the pandemic uh, that you feel like Wingstop has, has maybe evolved or changed in any ways that it might not have in the future? Or has this always been just that sort of consistent plan, you know, going against the plan you already had in place? You know, it it's interesting, um, you know, joining Wingstop, seeing the strategy that they have in place, um, the strategy that still remains, you know, we we continue to talk about being and growing um, to that top 10 global brand have been very clear um, about the strategy to get there and have been unwavering on it. And, and I will tell you, I think the thing that is the greatest difference um, that I have seen having come from other organizations with very strong cultures is Wingstop's culture, mm-hmm. not only in terms of what is said, but how it lives out. Right. And we talk all the time about remaining authentic um, being service-minded, how we, um, you know, work to serve our guests and our brand partners, our what we call our franchisees, um, maintaining that entrepreneurial spirit, which I think we saw in the early stages of COVID, as we move fast um, mm-hmm. to to reposition and and get make sure that we were in in a good step, um, and also to some degree, which sounds uh, a little um, ironic in terms of you know, we're still fun. Um, and, and I think it's, uh, not just in terms of how we interact with one another as a team, but also remembering that our brand brings people together mm-hmm. and creates moments that can matter. And I think that's really a big, um, one for us is to remember uh, that experience, um, that guests are seeking in these times, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it be some comfort along with enjoying, um, that moment with others. And I, mm-hmm. I, we just have been unwavering on that. And I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of, not the act, not just the actions that we took, not the way in which the team worked together, but the way in which we lived out our values um, consistently. Mm-hmm. So, of course, things will be quite different, I think, uh, in the future compared to where we were before the pandemic. There are all sorts of ways in which, you know, life will just be changed. Um, where do you see wing stops place in people's lives moving forward how, and and how do you meet them there through the marketing and through the messaging what do what do you what do you foresee for wingstop's marketing approach after the pandemic and beyond yeah i think our approach still remains um st- remains in terms of fulfilling the strategy that we outlined which was about uh you know continuing to grow same store sales through brand awareness and and the mm-hmm. only way that works is by meeting the needs of the guests um I continue to see us building upon wings is, is a more center of plate option versus mm. um, an appetizer or for special events and continuing to build upon, um, you know, moving into everyday moments, um, as I mentioned, versus, you know, maybe special occasions. We've mm. been successful in making that transformation during COVID. We certainly see that play out in our results. 
And I think for us, it's a matter of how we continue to earn um, that from our guests every day. Mm. With the company growing so much and now, you know, very much with sights set on international growth too, will that affect this approach at all? I mean, how, how do how do you really take into account the lessons of what you've learned, you know, where, when you're marketing to international audiences and more Americans, does, does it evolve as the company gets bigger or are you able to keep that consistency? No, I think the strategy remains the same, um, which is kind of the beauty of a strategy that doesn't change every year, um, mm-hmm. right? Which I can't say has always been my history, um, across other organizations to, to be that tight and that focused on a strategy is incredibly impressive. Um, I think the degree of agility that is needed um, is maybe where you start to see, uh, you know, see the team begin to flex. And I think that's exactly what we're designed for. I think when you've got a solid strategy, when you've got great values, it allows you to be agile um, and intentionally agile, not reactively agile. And I think that's kind of the, uh, that's where we are today. And that's what makes it so powerful. Mm -hmm. All right, Christina, last question for you is, um, what is, what is the thing that gets you most excited about being a part of the Wingstop team? Oh my gosh, without a doubt, the brand, um, and the growth. Mm -hmm. I, I've been so fortunate to work on brands, um, that are such a part of, of people's lives whether it be from Yum or whether it be across Frito-Lay's portfolio, right? Just rich, rich history. What I love about the Wingstop brand is how authentically it lives in pop culture. Mm -hmm. It is incredible to see the conversation and the things that we as a brand can talk about that maybe other brands can't um, or the way in which we can engage with our guests on social media in which other brands can't, or the way that we can do things like a 24-hour live DJ streaming festival experience <laughs> um, <laughs> that are just authentic. And and that's pretty, pretty damn awesome. And it doesn't mm-hmm. happen um, in everyone's career. And I am just incredibly fortunate to be a part of it. Yeah. That's great. Well, hey, Christina, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it.